Welcome to the Goal Achievers Podcast, where we interview the most preeminent business experts, authors, and speakers in their field of expertise, and provide you with the specialized knowledge needed to achieve your goals. Now here is your host, author, founder of Goal Achievers International, and one of the top speakers agents in the industry, serving over 5,000 events and meeting planners worldwide. Please welcome Phil R. Taylor. Welcome, everybody, to another wonderful, exciting episode of the Goal Achievers podcast. And today, we are delighted to have John Bentley with us, who is an author, speaker, and corporate trainer. After he retired from the Air Force, John founded a company called Power to Transform. He has authored the the book, 52 Ways to Motivate Yourself, The Power of Humility, and is featured in the book, Speaking of Success, with co-authors such as Ken Blanchard, Jack Canfield from Chicken Soup of the Soul, and the great and late Stephen Covey, the author of Seven Habits of Highly Successful People. John has also been a contributor to the audio program, 17 Biblical Principles of Success, and uh, has offered candid conversation with 50 other faith and life veterans with experience in business. Since 2003, John's sole focus is on teaching people how to master leadership, especially when, when facing adversity. His goal, whether speaking, coaching, or training, is always the same, equipping people to think clearly, behave wisely, and model success so they can use their talents to serve others and glorify God. So, John, welcome to the Goal Achievers Podcast. It's a thrill to have you. Oh, Phil, thank you for that wonderful introduction, and I'm looking forward to our conversation today, and let's let God lead us both and share something that will impact one person, if not many. Well, John, we, we've had many conversations over the course of our friendship and relationship that spans, I believe, uh, 10 years now. And uh, I just wish some of them were recorded because they were Amen. so rich in, in content. <laughs> so maybe, <laughs> Lord willing, we'll get, we'll get some of that back today. But John, you came out with this wonderful book. I don't know if my camera could capture it or not, but perhaps you could lift it up. It's called You Are a Gift made in uh, God's image to fulfill your talent and service to others. And I love this book. And I'm not the only one that loves this book. Uh, people such as, uh, well, so many author, other people, notable individuals have endorsed this book and, uh, and consider it a must read. Um, but just to go back, I think the whole, the whole organization of You Are a Gift Foundation was spawned by uh, an incident, perhaps you could just give us a backdrop to that, and then we can lead into the message of the book. Yeah, you, you'll see there in the first chapter, I start out talking about, you know, I felt God was going to do something amazing in my life when I turned 50. And, and I said to God, well, it's about time, Lord, I put in my dues. <laughs> you know, my birthday is November the 14th. And on December the 11th, that something big happened. It's my right. in-law's anniversary. And we get a phone call from our daughter, Krista, yeah. And the first three words I hear are dad, Natalie's dead. Woo. Well, Natalie was my older daughter. She was 28 years old and she had passed away from complication of prescription drug addiction. So as, as you might imagine, that uh, brought on a lot of grief and it took me uh, a while to deal with it. because I was trying to do it all on my own instead of letting God help me through it. What I discovered, though, feels about 60 days after Natalie's death, I had the courage to go to her Facebook page and there were 60 comments there that identified Natalie's gifts. And it was simply for her, even in her darkest hour, 
to sit alongside you and let you know you were loved and valued and that your life had meaning. Yeah. She would feed the, these women that had children. She would clean their house. She'd buy them food, never once mm. asking for anything. And that's when God birthed in my heart the word gift, which is an acronym for God's image, fulfilled talent. So that's where you are a gift made in God's image to fulfill your talent and service to mm -hmm. others. Mm -hmm. And that's backed up by God's image is Genesis 127 mm -hmm. and fulfilled talent is first Peter 410. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's wonderful. Wonderful acronym to, to remember. And, uh, you know, it's amazing how God can use the, the, the darkest points in our lives and turn it around to um to bless so many others um yes, and, and so uh, a very very deeply profoundly background to this and so you went on and established uh an organization called you are a gift foundation which perhaps we'll talk about but you yeah. come out with this book you are a gift i'd really like to go into this um what what You've, you told us a little bit of what prompted you to start this organization and this book, but what can you tell us about us being a, a gift? Uh, could you expand on that? Yeah, Phil, you know, there's uh, there's talents that God gives us. I mean, we, we've got people who are task focused, you know, they just love to make things happen and get it done quickly. Yeah. And then yeah. you've got folks who are task focused, but they prefer to do things right and slow down a little bit. Mm -hmm. Then you've got folks who are more people focused that want to bring a group together and motivate them. Then you've also got some folks who prefer to support others and follow a plan yeah. and be a helper. The beauty behind that, we're a combination of all four of those to a greater yeah. or lesser degree. Yeah. But what I help people do is identify their natural strengths mm. and also look at how those strengths might be flesh led versus spirit led. Because mm -hmm. when they're flesh led, I'm probably going to be acting mature and not be able to serve people well. But when they're spirit led, I can boldly go out because God's speaking through me to serve others. Mm -hmm. So I'll, I'll give you an example. I, I have a friend who is very methodical, very precise. Mm -hmm. And what I love about Carol, who's passed away mm. about eight years ago, she worked for me. She was so great at stopping and helping you weigh the pros and cons where John would just want to push through it to make it happen. Let's just get it done. We'll correct the mistakes. But what mm -hmm. she taught me was how to slow down. Yeah. How to go faster by slowing down because taking her input made things so valuable. And when we start recognizing how God wired us and that our true purpose is using those skills to serve others. Mm -hmm. that's when you recognize what your purpose on earth is from my perspective. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that is wonderful. And, and, and you're, you're speaking a lot from a spiritual standpoint, but what about those that aren't too sure about all the spirituality and, and um, what they might refer as religious talk? Uh, how, how can they benefit from reading your book and learning more about what you bring to the forum? Yeah. Well, first and foremost, I'll just share with you, Two examples, if I yeah. may, of people yeah. who are considered not religious and have read the book. All right. And so that's the first thing I would say is read the book and look at the principles that are outlined in it. Because you yeah. and I both know and, and everybody yeah. knows that that accepted Jesus, their Lord and Savior. These principles have been rewritten in nonfiction books for years. Mm. If, you, if they're true, you can trace them right mm -hmm. back to God's word. True, so true. 
So there was a, a, a friend yeah. of mine, her sister was having same day surgery yeah. and there was some complications. So she had to stay a couple of days extra, the sister and my friend Desi carried the book in to her sister that second day. She mm. left and ran some errands and came back in the evening and her sister was crying. Mm. Are you in pain? Are, are, are you okay? You know, Desi shared with her. Yeah, I, I, I'm fine. And she held up the book. She said, what y'all don't know is I'm not very religious, but I prayed that God would take my life during his surgery, that I would not have to come back and face the pain I'm living in in this world. Mm. And I now know after a few chapters that chapters that God has a purpose for me. Well, I really want to get closer to God so I can yeah. use purpose to serve yeah. others. Yeah. So, yeah. so the, the, there's a bank teller that my wife, every, every other week she goes through the drive-through Yeah. and Laura and, and, and the bank teller was discussing some things and Laura brought up my book and she said, well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not that religious. Mm -hmm. I'd like to read the book. So mm -hmm. I, I go in about three months later and I hear, is that John Bentley, Laura's husband? <laughs> and I said, yes, ma'am. Well, how can I help you? Well, I just want you to know that I read your book and I love it. So wow. I asked, what's the number one takeaway for you? I'd love uh, to hear it. I want to share yeah. that with us. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've always believed that if you didn't have a college degree, mm -hmm. you couldn't move up and lie. You couldn't grow you couldn't get better you couldn't make an impact but i now know that the way god designed me yeah with who i am right now i can make a purpose in the lives of others and mm -hmm. she said i was crying when i was first reading it my daughter said mom mm -hmm. why are you upset she said i'll give you the book when i'm finished reading it and you will know <laughs> and then her her daughter after reading it came back and said i now know mom and they shared together tears of joy yes uh that that is terrific well, what you just shared a couple of the benefits and some testimonials of, of how this book has impacted individuals. And, and really, it's a book of really recognizing our full potential and purpose in life, isn't it? It is, Phil. It's, it's for, for me, you know, it was, I, as you, you'll read in the book, I grew up thinking that I had to have external rewards to have yeah. value and purpose. Right. That, 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 that I had to have the, the best things. I call those possessions. Yeah. I had to have titles behind my name, positions are the, the, the positions I had in work. And, and I needed people, the smartest people, best people to like me, mm -hmm. that, that I'm okay. And, you know, what I discovered through this process is God loves me just as I am. Mm. And that when I, and let's just take the example of, of Natalie's death, I gained 50 pounds through that in about four years, still carrying some of that around with me. And I ignored the death. And then what God helped me realize is I was physically present for Natalie, but not emotionally present. Mm -hmm. So physically present means John would use his money to make sure she had food, her bills were paid, that mm -hmm. they weren't lacking. Mm -hmm. And but I wasn't emotionally present just to sit with her, even though I could do nothing about it. And then mm. what I realized just this past year, Phil, I might've enabled Natalie to continue to use those drugs by doing those things. Mm. So, so that was a relief to recognize how to be there for people, both physically and emotionally. And then through this process, what God revealed to me is John, you're enough just as you are. And here's what I want you to recognize mm. is that, 
through this, when you lean into me and you trust me with all this pain, everything you're going through, that I'm going to help you become more Christ-like, which I believe is Christ and, and God's purpose for us is to be more Christ-like on this earth. Yeah. And he starts healing my soul. You see, our, our soul is broken. That's our flesh. Yeah. And if we he can heal our soul, we become more Christ-like, and then we become even more useful for his service and whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you, um, you know, it's interesting because uh, what God has come to give us is a gift, right? Amen. He is, he is a gift. And, um, and then we are a gift back to him. Yes. And, and the way that we, we, we uh, live our lives and the choices that we make. Um, I was thinking of the verse that Jesus says, um, um, the thief comes to steal kill and destroy john 10 10 i believe it is mm -hmm. but i jesus speaking said i came to give you life and life more abundantly amen and um and so you talk in this chapter about the 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 um be, beware of the gift robber do you want to elaborate on that and yeah well you know it's yeah. it, it's pretty That's interesting and i'm going to turn to the chapter yeah. uh -huh. if i may because there's there's three things I think that we pointed out in there because you were yeah. such a wonderful spiritual advisor through this process. And I, I want to get to that real quick here. See if I can find it real quick here. What, what we wrote. And, and by the way, I, I, I don't mean to put you on the spot. This book is so comprehensive. <laughs> well, it, it is. And I, I, I think Phil, what, what stands out to me is yeah. the devil will deceive us but he'll yeah. also distract us. So, yeah. so let's go back mm -hmm. to me for a minute. Mm -hmm. I was distracted by what the world had to offer. And yeah. I thought, saw abundance as money, as things, as popularity, mm -hmm. as status. Yeah. And really the, the, the abundance for John is that in any and every situation, I'm at peace. I have yeah. joy. Now that doesn't mean I'm not experiencing pain and grief with what's going on. Yeah. But, but I remember what the pastor said at Natalie's funeral. He opened up with rejoice in the Lord always, mm -hmm. always rejoice. And mm -hmm. I was sitting there and go, man, if it was just me and you, whoo, mm -hmm. I might say a few things to you right now. You're telling right. me to rejoice and my daughter yeah. has died. But what yeah. I've come to realize is that in every situation, I can stop and go, thank you, Lord. What is it that you want me to learn through this? You're going to use it to grow me more Christ-like. You're going to use it to help me become more useful and God, I can rejoice in you always because my eternity yeah. set, it's true. And so what the devil will do, he'll use people, things, and situations to not only deceive you, but distract you, to keep you from plugging into God. And mm -hmm. it, I, I experienced that recently with retiring and taking my side hustle of helping businesses to start focusing on making money again. And boy, was I miserable for a few days. And mm. I said, wait a minute, what have I been called to do? And how am I supposed to go about that, Lord? And mm -hmm. he helped me lay out a plan of who I'm going to work with, how often I'm going to work, and what I'm going to do with the money, which is poured back into the foundation. Mm. Mm. Okay, wonderful. And, and, and I mean, there's so much we can talk about. What really touches me about this book and really from beginning to the end is you talk about the author of the book, uh, the author of the gift. Yeah. And, and that is so incredibly uh, in-depth and rich and encouraging because uh, you really discover, 
you know, um, your, your, your most important relationship. You do, uh, you know, it's, he's, we started off with James one seventeen right there. Every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above coming down from the father of lights with whom can be no variation or shifting shadow. Wow. So now I got a father that loves me. He's always going to be consistent with me. He's going to show mercy and grace. And I didn't grow yeah. up with that. Yeah. I grew up with a father who was very strictive, very critical. And I took it as I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. And for a long time until, and, and, until this chapter was written and birthed from your guidance and our writing, it was, wow, no matter what I do, I've accepted Jesus Christ this man's going to love me. Now that doesn't mean I'm going to, I need to willfully sin, but when I slip and trip and get convicted by the Holy spirit, I can go back to him loving me and knowing that from the East to the West, it's, it's, it's out of his mind. I've Mm -hmm. come back to home. It reminds me of the prodigal son returning home. And the the father meets the prodigal son out and grabs him and hugs him and loves him. Doesn't talk about anything in the past. It's about right. moving forward. And mm-hmm. that's one thing I, I would say as you read that chapter and you're reading all the different names of God in those mm-hmm. meetings. Yeah. Help yeah. you recognize yeah. who he is and how he operates in your life. Yeah. That be don't be a prisoner of the past anymore. Let God be the pioneer of your future. Yeah. Wonderful. And and then you really go into how we're an extension of who God is. Uh, the Bible says, be therefore the imitators of, of God. And Christ says, I'm, I am the vine, but you are the, the branches. So in, in a certain sense, when we embrace and know and are uh, one with the identity of who God is, then we become an extension of who he is, don't, don't we? I'll feel we do. And that's, you know, one of my yeah. favorite verses. Yeah. Is- I think it's John 15. And, mm. you know, we always talk about staying plugged into the vine, which is Jesus. Yeah. yeah. One thing that I've come to accept that I so appreciate now, it also says in, in John 15, one and two, that God is the vine dresser. Mm. And why does he do what, what, why does he prune us? Because he loves mm. us so much that he wants the fruit that's produced from us to further his kingdom. So things that aren't going to further his kingdom, he wants to trim away, to prune, to pull from us. Mm-hmm. And my dad had a five acre garden and he always planted a minimum of 200 tomato plants. Well, he mm-hmm. would say, well, let's go pull the suckers. I didn't know what it was. I said, all right, dad, show me what it is. I'll pull it. Yeah. And one day I said, well, after reading that verse, well, prune tomato plant. I Googled it. First thing it says is pull the suckers. Why do you pull the suckers? Because you want that vine to produce better, riper, faster fruit, which is what God does in us. So in those moments where things aren't going well, I get on my knees and I say, Lord, thank you for this moment. Thank you for this situation. What is it that you want me to learn? Do you want to prune from my heart so I can become more Christ-like and be more fruitful for you as the Holy Spirit works through me? Yeah, yeah. That's that's wonderful, and and he begins to work in and through us in ways that um, that are, are really supernatural that are beyond yeah. <laughs> you know human ability and capability and you've got to experience it to understand it know what what that's all about. Well, listen, this is a tremendous book, and how can people get a hold of it, John, and learn more about um, their life being a gift? 
Yeah, absolutely, Phil. They can go to our foundation page. Okay. Hey, I'd like to share a little bit about the foundation. Sure, sure. We formed it in 2021 to raise money to give uh -huh. to faith-based inpatient treatment centers to donate that money to them so they can use the money for scholarships for moms who are dealing with prescription drug addiction. Mm. We're also this year going to do a little bit of more research and more education around it. So if you go to youareagift.foundation, yeah. youareagift.foundation, you can learn more about us. You can also purchase the book there and you'll get a yeah. signed autograph copy from me. Yeah. And you'll also receive a coin, you are a gift from my daily reminder mm. of, of how you are a gift from God, a gift to God and a gift to others. Mm. And all the yeah. proceeds from the sale of that book goes straight to, uh, to help mothers overcome prescription drug addiction. Mm. That that is wonderful. So that is you are a gift foundation again. Just the you, you are, are a gift, gift dot foundation. Dot, you are a gift dot foundation. Well, John, it's just been tremendous having you um, on on our program, and I would highly highly recommend this book. Uh, in fact, uh, John Hudson said, if if you only read one book this year, make it this one. John uh -huh. Bentley, you are a gift is a powerful book which reminds us of all the importance of continuing to seek and under, understand God's kingdom and the marvel of the gifts, one, which is you. And that's uh, endorsed by Don Hudson, who was the co-author of the one minute manager with Ken Blanchard. So um, many accolades. Um, this is um, the best theological book I've ever read. <laughs> <laughs> and yet it's not religious it's very very personable and uh and it reach it meets you right uh where you are and at the heart of the matter so wonderful wonderful read john if um if there was one takeaway from what we discussed today what would that be yeah for me and this is what people have said as well reading the book gives you the blueprint for how to live out your life with God utilizing your gifts to serve others. So mm -hmm. it glorifies his kingdom, but it also brings people closer to him is what we've discovered. Mm -hmm. So the, the, the number one thing is trust God always, yeah. no matter whether things are good, bad, or indifferent, and know that he's using it to help you become more Christ-like so yeah. you can serve his kingdom better. Yeah, wonderful. Wonderful. And uh, you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. And, uh, and, and in discovering really what our true calling is, we then become like that tree planted by the rivers of water that bears good fruit and season. And uh, there's nothing more joyful than being able to offer ourselves up as a gift to others. I think to just borrow from Emerson's thought, he says one of the greatest compensations or one of the most beautiful compensations in life is that you cannot sincerely help another person without helping yourself. Amen. And uh, that's just one of the wonderful paradoxes and principles of life. And, uh, and you bring that forth in such a beautiful way. Well, John, it's, it's been just a delight. You're welcome back to, uh, to this program on a regular basis, if you will. You know, I would love to, we'd, sir. We'd, we'd be delighted to follow your work. And you do a lot of work in terms of corporate training and helping organizations 
um, really harness the power of their human resources to achieve their goals. And you do that so incredibly well. So so to our, to John, a big thank you to our, our listeners. Thank you for taking time to be with us today. Uh, We encourage you, of course, if you like what you heard to, to like it, to share it, to subscribe to, to this with some notifications and uh, we trust it'll be a daily blessing to you as, uh, as you travel this journey with us. John Bentley, God bless you, and we'll be following you with great interest. Thank you, Brother Phil. Bye-bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. All right. Bye for now. You've been listening to the Goal Achievers Podcast with professional speaking agent Phil R. Taylor. For free access to all Phil's resources and interviews, please visit myspeakersource.com. Or if you are an event or meeting planner and would like more information on how we can equip you with the perfect speakers to make your event a huge success, please email us at speakers at myspeakersource.com or give us a call at 407-900-2427. This has been a My Speaker Source production. On behalf of Phil R. Taylor and the entire team, we wish you a blessed day as you pursue the achievement of your dreams and goals. There's a reason for the sunshine sky. There's a reason why I'm feeling so high must be the season. When that love light shines all around us. So let that feeling grab you deep inside. Send you Let your love flow Like a mountain stream And let your love grow With the smallest of dreams And let your love show